1: Exploring Faith and the Future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher Dr. Camille Magdaly.
0: We've been talking about issues from the Old Testament book of Joel. We talked about locust plagues and all sorts of things to do with the day of the Lord. When we talk about the sorts of things that can happen, catastrophes, natural disasters, what should be the reaction or the response of people when there is a natural disaster or a calamity or just when everything seems to be falling to pieces, Camille?
2: That's a great question, Neil. We do need a plan. Life in this fallen world is, at best, unpredictable. We don't have to live in fear and dread On the contrary, we should be filled with the Holy Spirit and exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy and peace and love and so on. Nevertheless, what do you do? Now, in Joel's case, they really had problems because they were getting a foretaste of the grand day of the Lord. It was only a foretaste, but it was this locust plague. And as you read it in Joel 1, say from verses 15 and onward, it says, everything that the food was cut off from before their eyes, joy and gladness was taken away, the seeds were shriveling up and rotting under the clods of dirt, that the storehouses were desolate, barren, and the barns were broken down, and the grain was withered, and the beasts were groaning, and it was was terrible. So the question is, what do you do in the face of calamity? Similar thing could be asked with the prophet Habakkuk. Because he talks about the fig tree doesn't blossom, there's no fruit on the vine, the oil of the olive is not delivered, and the fields yield no meat, and so on and so forth. How do you respond? In the book of Joel, I'll tell you how they respond. It says in verse number 19 of Joel 1, he says, O Lord, to you I cry out. What does this mean? Do we stand there in the middle of the problem and scream our lungs out? No. What it's talking about is something every believer in Christ needs to develop. And nobody can develop it for us. We have to develop it ourselves, And that is an effectual, fervent prayer life, Neil.
0: Oftentimes, when we're facing crisis or some sort of calamity, our immediate reaction is an emotional reaction. And perhaps that's natural and normal, but... You get to a point where you have to take real action. In crying out to the Lord, what you're saying is this is a definitive way of responding to the crisis, calling God into the circumstance.
2: Yes, well, crying out to the Lord is basically connecting with God in an intentional, single-minded, wholehearted, proactive way. It's, it's called prayer. Prayer for the Christian is the air we breathe. Without it, we die spiritually. Furthermore, prayer, effective, fervent prayer, is a means of getting answers from God. It is also, how can we put it, it is highly transformational. First of all, it transforms us. And then, as it moves the hand of God, God transforms the things that we're asking for. But there's something else. Prayer is a form of empowerment, it's one of the most important forms. Because when a person prays effectually, fervently, and regularly, they become strong in God. And Neil, I have seen enough that when you're strong in God, it is the greatest strength you can ever have. It is stronger than any military might, political clout, economic, or even pumping steroids and weights. Having spiritual power is the greatest power. It tells us in Proverbs, a wise man is strong, a man of understanding increases strength. Well, how does that happen? It happens, of course, by connecting to God, and we connect through prayer. As many a great Christian has put it, if you're a prayerless Christian, you are a powerless Christian.
1: Faith and the future